Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I am Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon. We're going to jump right in, guys. Lots to get to. Day one of LSU spring football practice is in the books. 20-minute viewing period for the media. Brian Kelly spoke after practice. Shay, you were out there. The biggest piece of news that came out of Thursday's practice is probably kind of what generated a little bit buzz leading up to spring ball, and that is John Amory Jr., the running back, is once again dealing with some academic issues. He is focused on that for spring ball and not with the team necessarily for practice right now. Correct. And pretty much Kelly said point blank that it was we've met with John. We've met with his parents. The best plan right now is focus on academics, work towards your degree, join the football team when you've, as Brian Kelly said, reached certain marks of what he needs to do academically. So he's not going to go into much more detail than that, but this is something we've dealt with before. John Emery was a guy who missed 15 games a year a whole year and then another three games this past year uh, or a couple games this past year because of an academic suspension he's been out before because of academics and now uh, not going to be there this spring which he's a fifth year guy obviously you'd wish he'd be there here I'll give you I was trying to google real quick um in 19 he played in 10 games and 20 he played in nine uh 22 played in 11 so you had a gap year in there where he didn't play any, obviously really got involved last year. That was sort of when it became kind of his time to take over. Um, but again, it's, I think people are getting to a point Billy where, or at least fans where you've got six running backs. We'll talk about this in a minute though. You got six running backs on the roster. It doesn't seem like they're at a point where Emory is going to become that bell cow. And they split the carries completely last year. You'd presume they're doing it again. But this is a guy we once talked about and many people had as a five-star, a number one overall running back. It's clear he's got talent. It's just never been that time where you see him turn the corner. I We talk about it all the time, too, um, or at least some people in the media. We were talking after the press conference today. It's like this will be the year that people finally stop saying, Watch, John Emery's going to break out. He's going to be one of the best running backs in the country. He's a game changer. I think what you'll get from John Emery at the least, which is great, is the Florida game or Auburn game. And I'm trying to think of some others across his career where he makes some big plays or, you know, A&M this year they lost, but he was the only one that scored any touchdowns for him. He'll have those moments, but not a guy that if you're moving through spring without him, that you're going to turn around in the fall and say, you're our clear number one running back. They actually only had two scholarship running backs there today. Trey Holly, who is a true freshman, he does hold the Louisiana record for most rushing yards by a high school player, but he's brand new. He's just learning things. Uh, but Brian Kelly said, look, he's eager. And with Josh Williams, who is the presumed starter, is going to be out for a couple more weeks, but he'll be back. 
Armani Goodwin, who did start games last year before getting injured, is out for all the spring. Brian Kelly said he wouldn't be back till the fall. John Emery's not even with the team. Caleb Jackson, who they signed as another four-star, doesn't get here until the summer. So I mentioned a deep room. Four of those guys aren't even here or available right now. So today it was only Noah Kane and Trey Holly. And uh, I'll go back to Brian Kelly was saying that even after practice, Trey Holly was coming up to him and coming up to Frank Wilson and saying, um, coach, you know, you were getting on to me about this. What do I need to do here? Hey, what did I do wrong here? So he said that Holly can see, hey, if these guys aren't going to be here, I'm going to make the most of getting some first or second team reps. And that's good for a young guy. And I think as we go on in this podcast, you'll see a lot of guys who are younger are going to get a lot of reps this spring because of how many guys are being held out or are just out because of a variety of reasons, most being um, that after the season, they had some sort of surgery that they're still recovering from. Yeah, great breakdown. And and we talked about it a little bit on on the uh, running back preview podcast and and also in our roundtable. Trey Holly has, you know, a good bit of wear and tear on him from high school. He's somebody that, you know, probably needs the running back by committee. But no, he's going right in to spring ball and going to get a ton of touches, which is really nice for him to develop you know, and adjust to the college game. So I think this is a good thing for Trey Holly. I know he's the type of kid that's going to take advantage of it. Just like you said, Noah Kane, a very reliable, good teammate, all of those things. And he's going to be able to, um, you know, get a chance to kind of stake his claim to some early, you know, reps uh, when fall camp rolls around just because of his performance in spring and, and they'll get a, you know, extended look at him. I think this running back room, this might be a hot take early on. They have scholarships available. It wouldn't shock me if if the right name went into the portal. I think it's a room right now that maybe you have to look at bringing in yet another if it's a veteran guy. Are you talking about running back? Yes. I don't know. See, I'm in the opposite boat just because I think that Emory will be there for the fall. I think that – and you mentioned Trey Holly. It's not – you say wear and tear, it's almost just like mileage. I mean, he wasn't ever injured. He just has right. 1,300 carries in high school, which is an awful lot. But if you can get something out of those two true freshmen, you know what Josh Williams can do when he's healthy. You know what Noah Kane can do as a guy that you can play uh, in the red zone and really throughout a game. And you hope that Emory's out there. Obviously, Goodwin is a bit of a mystery. He's been injured a good bit, but when he's healthy, he can clearly play. I mean, he had a game winner pretty much or – uh, one that sealed it against Mississippi State this past season uh, before he was injured again. But I think it centers for me that Jaden, your quarterback's the bet, one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the country. And because of that, he's going to be running it a lot and you're not going to be handing it off as much. So I think they can get by another year with Josh Williams and like this room of six running backs, even if it doesn't mean one of them is like a no doubt day one pick or top 50 NFL pick or whatever it might be. So if Jaden, like if Garrett were the quarterback and not Jaden, I would maybe say, oh man, maybe they need a little more at running back with Jaden and how much he runs. I'm okay with it. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, again, I think right name, if they have a spot, maybe, maybe, but um, you know, these guys are going to get healthy, you know, in Josh Williams case. I mean, there's no reason to doubt that he won't turn around and, and be ready to go for the fall and, and maybe later on in spring um and certainly you hope for the best for armani goodwin and, and john emory to turn it around and, and get on the right page there was a list of guys and and you posted on the board wilson alexander posted it you know before spring practice even started that you know there were going to be a group of players that were recovering 
um, tight end Mason Taylor. We, you mentioned Armani Goodwin, obviously John Emery, Josh Williams, Charles Turner at center, defensive lineman Makai Wingo, Jordan Jefferson, the transfer from West Virginia, Mason Smith, Deshaun Womack, and then the secondary, Deuce Chestnut, Matthew Langlaw, and then flipping back over to wide receiver Aaron Anderson. This allows for you know multiple guys to get more time. And one position that you know you kind of probably saw this a little bit um, on defense, we'll kind of lead off there. And, and start with there after, you know, your rundown set offense. But, you know, Deuce Chestnut being out, JV and Toviano, the true freshman, running with the ones. You know, it's early, but that's the type of thing that's going to allow these guys to get extra reps and get early, you know, experience. Yeah, I think in terms of a position group I'm watching defensively, the corner back room, and I'd say DB, but – Today, and again, we saw 20 minutes of the beginning of practice. So it was individual periods, meaning they were just with their positions. And when they blow the whistle to, you know, kick us out, that's when they start going 11 on 11. So, you know, we're walking out, we're getting to see a minute or two of who's out there in 11 on 11. And they're rotating guys like Toviano got to go in there with the first team uh, and play some corner. Obviously, Denver Harris is a guy you hope to be that ace at corner for you. Uh, and he was out there and I saw him after practice and everything seems good to go there. He's healthy and, and ready to roll. Um, but yes, seeing Toviano at corner, not safety means they're going to at least give him a run there. Whenever Brian, I asked Brian Kelly after practice, if there were guys that if they just did what they had to do, that were like no brainer transfers that were going to be like big impact guys. And he started off the list by saying Ovia Gofu at Jack uh, Jordan Jefferson with he when healthy on the defensive line. Um, obviously, uh, Omar Spates out of Oregon State at linebacker, who the, the only transfer linebacker they took. And then when he got to corner, he just said, "All look, they signed four of them. He said all of them. I mean, they're going to – we're giving all four of those guys a chance. Now, Deuce Chestnut's injured right now, but J.K. Johnson from Ohio State, Zai Alexander from Southeastern and Hammond, who's a really good player making the jump from the FCS uh, level – and then uh, back to um, where we started. Who are we uh, rolling off? J.K. John um, Johnson, Harris. Who am I forgetting? They have a four. Alexander. Oh, Chestnut and Alexander. Right. So three of them will be out there for spring. Kelly said all three of those guys plus Chestnut, they'll be leaning on for playing time. And then he mentioned Aaron Anderson on offense. And I think he got to a point where he realized he was about to name every single early or every single transfer that they got. And then he kind of said, hey, look, I think we actually did a good job in the portal because I get a feeling that everyone we took in the portal is someone we're going to lean on for playing time, whether it's being a starter or in the two deep, whatever it might be. And this is a good chance to see a lot of those guys because only a couple of them are injured chestnut and Jefferson. The rest of the guys are out there um, and Anderson on offense, obviously, but we're getting to see a good bulk of them right away in the spring. So the, uh, the cornerback room, just because I have no idea if, LaTerrence Welsh is a returning guy, can get in there and play, can an, or you know, a high school guy like Toviano play, or will it just be all these four transfers? I don't think we'll know that answer until maybe even fall camp. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, the, the corner room is going to be really intriguing and and good for JV Tobiano to be out there with the ones. I mean, physically, you look at Deshaun Womack, Zalance Hurd, and probably JV and Tobiano is the most physically college ready players that they signed, um, in, in my opinion. Doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean their careers are going to be the best by any means, but those are the guys that I think physically, when they walk in, they're ready to go. They're the most ready to go. I mean, Javian's been ripped for, I mean, uh, well over a year and a half or so. He's been looking like a college player for a minute now. So good for him to get some reps. So the ones, Shay, before we flip over to the offensive side of the ball, do want to tell you guys, we told you guys about our spring special at the Bengal Tiger. It's out now. It's running for a week, a week only. $10 gets you four months. You got to sign up for the monthly. Four months of access to the Bengal Tiger. That includes all of our recruiting scoop, team news, tidbits that we pick up, um, and much, much more. So be sure to uh, subscribe today to uh, thebengaltiger.com. Just drop the huge visitor list for this weekend's Junior Day. Lots of uh, news to come out of Under Armour Dallas as well as Battle New Orleans. So be on the lookout for that as well. And uh, appreciate all you guys who have also subscribed to our YouTube channel. So, Shay, we move on to the offensive side of the ball. You got to watch a lot of the quarterbacks. Obviously, they're going to, uh, you know, give these guys a lot of reps between Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer and bring along Ricky Collins in the spring with Walker Howard gone now. Um, are are you ready to declare a quarterback controversy after 20 minutes uh, in there at practice? Yes, 20 minutes of them just standing around and doing stationary drills. Um, for me, I start off spring ball and just the idea of, Nussmeyer and Daniels of taking it for what it is. Jaden started every game. They won the SEC West. He set a number of school records. He's got the rapport with the receivers. He's QB1. Brian Kelly said it after the bowl game. Jaden is our starter. And do I need to even, like, he didn't say this, but it's like, do I have to explain that? He started every single game. Now, Nussmeyer did get more playing time. They knew they were going to beat up pretty badly. So, they had scripted Nussmeyer already have time in that game. He looked good again, uh, but it also looked good against Georgia, which is obviously a much more formidable defense. So I think that those two are just going to continue to push each other and that barring like some wild change of events, Jaden will be the starter versus Florida State, but they're a lot, I think, I think they will be a lot less hesitant to put Nussmeyer in if Jaden's not playing well. And there were games last year Arkansas, uh, I want to have to go through them. You know, there were probably three or four where just Jaden just wasn't playing well. And you could have sparked it with a different quarterback in the game, but they didn't because at that point, I don't think they really trusted Nussmeyer to be better than Jaden if Jaden was hampered and his ankle was hurt and he was 75%. If Jaden gets banged up again, they I don't think they would have to say, oh, we'll go play through it. They would put Nussmeyer in and they'd feel good about it. Or if he's just having a bad day, you put Nussmeyer in. Or if you've gotten up big, you're putting Nussmeyer in. And it'll be a position battle, yes. And look, I don't know. Maybe Nussmeyer can beat him out. But I don't think – like I'm past thinking Nussmeyer's trying to go to the portal or any of that. I think he's thinking, hey, I'm going to keep competing. I may play some this year. And then that's it for Jaden. He has no more eligibility. And Nuss has a lot of eligibility left. So at this point for Nuss, it doesn't make any sense to leave go get into another quarterback battle somewhere else when the team's about to be yours this time next year. 
No, I, I completely agree. I, I was half kidding about the quarterback controversy, but you, you did get an opportunity to watch a little bit of uh, the offense. Any takeaways? Obviously, there was there was Trey Holly and Noah Kane running around. What was kind of the feel around the offense that, you know, that 20 minutes? And a reminder, guys, we got 20 minutes today. It's closed tomorrow, and then LSU's on spring break. So um, there's this tiny morsel of information we're, we're kind of looking at here. I would say the thing that stands out on offense is twofold probably because I look at a lot of the position groups and say, man, they are struggling for bodies right now, or man, they look good. That's like a nice deep group. Receiver is deep. Aaron Anderson was the only guy that wasn't out there today. And we knew he wouldn't be out there. Malik neighbors was there. Brian Thomas, Kyron Lacey, all your top returning guys from a year ago, Jalen Brown, Kyle Parker, your high school signees, uh, Chris Hilton's healthy. I is healthy. So that room's deep, and that's good because Jaden and Garrett can continue to get a good rapport with those guys without, you know, anyone beyond Anderson right now missing that, you know, you really want to be able to rely on and you want to be able to start building that chemistry and and getting that timing down and all of that, you know, stuff about being on the same page now. So receiver, I feel good about because everyone's out there almost, and that really helps the quarterbacks. That helps the passing game. Then I look at the O-line. They only have eight scholarship O-linemen on the roster right now because all four high school guys they signed don't get here till the summer. Then the one transfer portal edition that they just got, Mason Lunsford out of Maryland, doesn't get here till the summer. So you're moving through spring and the offseason here with eight scholarship offensive linemen. That's not enough to fill out a two deep. Well, really, they're at seven because Charles Turner's hurt and isn't there for the spring, and he's a starter at center. So your Brian Kelly talked about it today. It's <laughs> half of our two deeper walk-ons on the O-line. We've got help coming this summer, but it won't be here this spring. So they need to keep those guys healthy, but it will also give a chance for Marlon Martinez, who you look at everyone. And I talked to Brian Kelly when I asked him today, everyone, but Marlon Martinez, but Marlon Martinez, who was on the second team transferred every single one of them because they wanted to go play somewhere. Marlon didn't. And Kelly kind of said, hey, look, we're not out of the weeds yet because another transfer portal comes up from May 1st to May 15th. And guys like Marlon are probably trying to get a feel for where they're at. Now, the good news is Charles Turner isn't there this spring. So Marlon Martinez is getting nothing but first team reps at center. That's going to go a long way for him uh, and hopefully keep him on roster and, and let him know, hey, look, there's a real chance that you can battle to play next year. Also, what Kima Macaniole um, and Bo Bordelon are the only other two backup O-linemen. Um, they're kind of bouncing around. Bordelon's been a backup center after coming in as a tackle. Uh, Fitzgerald West is still on defense, so they didn't move him back over um, yet this spring. He's been playing defensive tackle. But I, I'm watching that group because I love the first five. They've all started games. Um, I like Martinez, and I'll include him in that. And he started games before. But how do you order it? and how do you get by spring when you only have seven offensive linemen? I just think it's going to be a tough task. Well, and one of the things of spring ball now, as we kind of move into what Brian Kelly talked about, the goals were, is there, do you, do you have a feel of if there's going to be a spring game or what that even looks like? No spring game. It sounds like it uh, just sounds like it'll be another practice. So sorry to report, but that's what he said. Hey, Maybe they'll still throw it on SEC Network Plus and let let the fans watch a little bit. Um, as far as the goals, seven offensive linemen, that has to inhibit 
some of what you're trying to get done. Obviously, a lot of reps go along. How do you feel like that impacts the competition across that group and maybe how hard they can go and develop each other on both sides of the ball in, in the trenches? Yeah, I think that whole group, offense and defense, actually has a lot of versatility to them this spring to where they'll move guys around. And we see it every offseason. Brad Davis will move his offensive linemen all around just to get a feel for not just who the best five are in that position, but what happens if my right guard goes down? Is my next best option actually my starting right tackle? And then I move this guy to right tackle. And then I move it, you know, so they're doing all that in the spring. And because you only have seven of them, everyone gets to be involved in that. And that helps defensively without with Mason Smith being limited and Makai Wingo out and Deshaun Womack being limited. Those are two Mason Smith and Wingo of your best defensive lineman. Womack is your best high school signee, a five-star that gives a lot of guys, including transfers, a chance to come in uh, and see what they can give. Look, Paris Shan, Braden Swinson, Jalen Lee, all these transfers were out there today. Then we get to uh, still see guys like Jacoby and Guillory and, um, and kind of go down the list. So they actually do have a little bit of depth on the defensive line now. So I'm in, interested once they actually get into 11 on 11 stuff and Brian Kelly lets us watch full practices, what the O-line D-line looks like. But I will say in terms of like the overall goal of spring, Brian Kelly said, and he was kind of saying it to us like, hey guys, do y'all remember to sort of set the stage for where they're at? A year ago, he was like, I didn't know anyone's names. I was trying to teach them how to practice. Um, I mean, I'll give you a quote. He said today, um, he goes, do, do, do. Uh, collectively as a team, we couldn't even talk in terms like we're doing now last year. We were talking about how to practice. We were talking about not going on one knee during practice. Don't take your helmet off. Don't throw your helmet. And then he started laughing. Uh, and he said it was all about emotional control and guys trying to figure out where they were, you know, under Brian Kelly and what was what. And he said, from their perspective now as coaches, they're beyond that. There's no more of that. It's He's like, look, when I go into, into a drill now, I go in and can say, hey, you know, DB, your technique was this. And do you understand because it was this, that's why you were in this position. And if we're in a game right now playing X, Y, or Z, you're picking that ball off because you had the right, um, you know, technique and, and you went through the drill correctly and he said a year ago, it would have been teaching them the drill or it would have been just, again, teaching them how to practice, like keep going. Don't just go sit there on the sidelines. We're not doing. No, it's not water break time yet. Like it felt like that last year where everything was being built from the ground up with how he wanted it. Now, he said a year later, even though they're low on numbers in the spring and the goal, obviously, because 90 percent of these guys who are not at practice had surgery or a procedure or whatever after the season so that they would be ready for fall camp and next season, not be ready for spring practices. So the goal is to have everybody healthy for the fall, but in spring, at least you can get a feel for all these guys continue to develop and develop them. The backups, as he said, finding, Hey, do we need to move guys to a different position? Where are we shallow at? Who do we feel really good at? After 15 practices, we can start to know a lot of that because as he noted, a lot of the guys who are out are starters who they already know what they can do. Like they know for a fact what they can do. They started for them all last year. So now it's about seeing what everybody else can do, bringing them along and really getting more into the technical side of it, into the playbook, all of that. Then again, starting from low, you know, ground zero, which I think is where they were last year, basically from scratch. 
And that's the exciting part is as you build a foundation, which they had in the spring last year and then built a great foundation in fall camp, they won the SEC West. Now it becomes, all right, elevate, take to the next level, do all of those things. And you don't have to, outside of with some of the newcomers they have, talk about the very basics that they want and what they expect from a practice perspective. And you have other players that can help teach that group that has come in, hey, this is how we do things. This is the expectation. So that's exciting stuff for Brian Kelly and the staff to have in year two. It's what you want as a coaching staff. Shade, anything else uh, to add on spring ball? I want to touch on the junior day real quick uh, before we go. Uh, well, I did see uh, you were you're talking about just guys bringing each other along. Your boy Harold Perkins, uh, who's no longer uh, Perk 40, he's changed his number from 40 to 4. That's how we uh, know which, Todd Harris is gone. Yeah, which is what he wore in high school. So Todd Harris was on the team for like seven years, obviously. So uh, Harris gone. Uh, he's one of my favorites. So Todd Harris hangs it up. Perk takes over the number four number. Uh, and Whit Weeks, who we both love, the staff loves, as a linebacker moves into number 40. Um, and Harold Perkins spent a good amount of practice kind of going with Weeks through stuff like technique, what to do while – House and, you know, some other assistants were there coaching the other guys through drills. Like it was just sort of off to the side as they waited each time. So uh, Perkins taking a young Whit Weeks under his wing. A little, little tidbit there. Hey, that's what you want. That's what you want. Now with Whit speed, he's going to rush off the edge. They'll just, you know, rotate them, you know, every every time. They'll be fine. Maybe if he puts on the 40, he just gets like even more superpower. Like you just play – like Harold Perkins, then that'd be nice. I mean, and like Devin White too. So, Ooh. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't want to say throwback because it was just a few years ago, but uh, feels like it sometimes. Um, Shay, the the big junior day LSU has, and we'll quickly touch on it. We've got the visitor list on the BengalTiger.com. Go check it out again. Ten dollars gets you four months of the Bengal Tiger. That'll cover you all through uh, the summer camps and all that. So a huge uh, time during recruiting. So jump on board for that. I want to touch on two prospects. It's it's public that they're out there, so we're going to talk about them. Jamar Kane's bringing in two of the top 15 prospects in the entire country in the class of 2024 this weekend. One being David Stone, uh, the five-star defensive tackle out of IMG Academy, somebody Jamar Kane has been recruiting for quite some time, dating back to his days at Oklahoma. And then Williams, Williams Winari, uh, who is the number seven overall prospect in the country on the on three industry ranking, but the number two overall prospect for on three, he's the top ranked defensive tackle in the country. LSU fans have been clamoring for it. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're going to land them just yet, but just weeks after offering Winery, and obviously David Stone is somebody who's long been on the radar. LSU has these two five-star defensive tackles coming to campus. It's a big deal. I'll add that um, I'm pulling up the on three rankings right now. Uh, so we have Williams. Uh, is it in one area? In one area? In one area? Yes. The uh, from from what I understand, it's kind of a silent situation or one area. Yeah, one area. Okay, I can rock with that. Uh, we have one area as the number one D lineman in the whole country. We have David Stone at seven. Uh, don't forget. The number three D lineman in the country is Dominic McKinley out of Acadiana High here in Louisiana. Uh, our man Sam Spiegelman at On3, one of our national recruiting analysts, uh, put in a prediction on the On3 RPM for LSU to land McKinley this week. Uh, nothing imminent, he said, but he just feels being an Acadiana guy with the work 
uh, that LSU has done so far and will continue to do, uh, that they've been in a good spot there. So um, Jamar Kane has a lot of nice options, including uh, one in his backyard that uh, you could walk away from this cycle with a pretty impressive haul, which I think would be great because they did really well with like edge DN kind of spots last year. So this year, if you can go heavy on the interior or heavy on guys, you can play, uh, you know, at different spots along the D line, D tackle, maybe some end, uh, that would be good. And again, McKinley, I just wanted to make that note that McKinley's first on three RPM did go in and for LSU. So uh, coming fresh off a of Bama visit too, which is good news. Get, you get a pick for LSU coming off a of Bama visit. That doesn't happen often. Yeah, you uh, you kind of uh, mentioned what I was going to mention. I'll add that it was on three RPM day on Wednesday. And for those who weren't on the site, check it out. Shay and I both made a few picks. Um, some of them uh, you can check out, uh, you know, publicly and, and see where our minds are at. But we did make uh, three picks each, all for LSU, of course. So check those out. See who the, the Tigers are trending for as the spring unfolds. Huge visitor weekend. Trust me, check out the visitor list. We'll have reactions. We'll have tons of uh, content from the Junior Day weekend. And uh, Shay has something else it looks like. is really so cool. I'll just add that uh, Colin Hurley, LSU's quarterback commit for 2024, was at practice today um, watching, uh, but got into town on Tuesday. We're recording this Thursday. I think they got in late Tuesday night, staying uh, through the weekend, so almost a week. I guess he's on his spring break or he's just skipping school one or the other. Um, I would guess spring break, um, but he was out there. So good to see you're a guy who's been very vocal about being a leader in the class. You've seen him a number of times recently at seven on seven events. He's getting all that rolling um, or combine events, different uh, competitions he's been at. But he's staying active out there, both competing and hanging out at LSU. Uh, and that's what you want your future commitments or future quarterback signee to do is be around town a good bit. So um, I think I just wanted to make a note of that. He will be here all week. So. Awesome. JoJo Stone, Zion Ferguson, two four-star commits are also going to stop by campus this weekend. I'll see Xavier Atkins, the four-star linebacker commit at Under Armour Dallas on Sunday. So be sure to, again, tune into the site. $10, four months, pretty basic there. Um, and you can also get your free Founders Club hat, which if you haven't, check the site for details on that on the message board or email or shoot us a DM uh, and we'll get you situated if you subscribe to the site. So we'll wrap it up. LSU's on spring break. We're kind of on a mini spring break now, too, um, or at least until after LSU wraps up practice, at least on Friday. They'll send them off to uh, spring break. So, everybody, thanks for listening to this edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast. For Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Ambody. Have a great weekend, everyone, and uh, please keep it locked on thebengaltiger.com. <laughs>